stuff and whatever's going on in his brain, you know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. How's everybody doing this week? I hope everybody's having a great week and things are going great for you. Um, it's Friday and uh, I got some stuff because that's what I do. I got some stuff. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> but first, we must start out with the good stuff. If you're following me on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and, and hit the bell so that you know when my next video is popping up. And if you're listening or if you plan on listening to me on uh Podcasts. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. And I want to thank everybody that's been listening. You guys are awesome. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube and Facebook, it's just been fantastic knowing that you guys are out there listening to what I have to say. And once again, if you like this stuff, make sure to smash the like button and share, share, share. Fantastic. All right. So I'm going to just kind of dive right into this today. hope you're ready. Too late. <laughs> Have you ever been, you know, like I, I read the Bible and I, and I look at stuff and I think stuff is interesting because, you know, not, not too long ago I talked about unusual miracles and I also talked about a couple weeks ago, um, I think that one was actually called unusual. And then not too long ago I talked about promises that needed to be activated. And when you read the scriptures, you have to see that things get activated. And something I thought was interesting is... One of the first things that Jesus did was a miracle, and, uh, you know, he changed water into wine. Everybody knows about this. They make fun of it in movies, you know, <laughs> all the time. And uh, I just think it's interesting that that's the first thing that he did. But I want to read a scripture that I thought was interesting and uh, that, come, that, that, that has to do with that. And uh, so I'm going to start with this. This is John chapter 2, and uh, I'm reading verses 1 through 5, I think, is where I'm going to start at. And it says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. So these guys are hanging out at the wedding. They're all doing their thing. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. <laughs> Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. So Jesus is here going, it's not my time yet. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says, whatever he says to you, do it. This is verse five. What a great statement that Jesus' mom says. He says, whatever he says, talk, pointing at Jesus, talking to Jesus, whatever he says to you, whatever he says to you, do it. What a great way to just think. What a great way to believe. What a great way to live life. Whatever Jesus says, to do, go out and do it. And I think, you know, sometimes we, we find ourselves in places where we don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. I'm pretty sure these servants were like, man, the boss is going to be really ticked off at me here in a couple minutes. And, uh, you know, so because we're out of wine and so we're like, okay, Jesus, whatever you say. So let's jump down to verse seven real quick. It says, Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. Well, wow, they listened to what Jesus said. Jesus said, do this. They filled the, the brim, the, they filled the vessels up with water, and then they said, draw from it and then take it. See, th it's so interesting how miracles happen. 
in the Bible, and, and even today, you know, I think sometimes when, when we don't realize it, we see miracles happen all the time. But I think it's interesting. So first they have to listen to what Jesus says. They have to do the instruction. And I know most of the time we don't like instruction. We don't want to do instruction. We don't want to deal with instruction. We don't want to, you know, that kind of stuff. We just don't want to mess with that. But this is what they did. So they did that, and then they drew the water and took it to the master. So we don't know if the water turned into wine inside the vessel or if the water turned into wine on the way to the master because it says this, and he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast, and they took it. So verse 9, when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of feasts called the called the bridegroom. So basically what happens right after this is they go, this is the best wine ever. <laughs> and they're like, but uh, two minutes ago, this was water. <laughs> but first they had to listen to what Jesus said. Now, now think about this for a minute. If we would just do what Jesus said to do, we would find ourselves in much better places in life. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of times we just don't like doing what Jesus says to do because it's weird. You know, I think I mentioned that before. I think the, the one that was called unusual when I talked about unusual miracles, that's a weird thing. Now watch this in, in John 11. This is, this is Lazarus. Everybody knows the story of Lazarus, right? So Lazarus is dead. <laughs> Jesus is out cruising around with the disciples. They're doing their thing. And he gets a note or basically he gets word that his friend Lazarus has died. And he said, we'll be there as soon as we can. So, you know, well, they, he actually gets word that Lazarus is sick, and he says, we'll be there as soon as we can. And in the process of them coming back, Lazarus dies. Jesus wept. That's where that verse is. And uh, so here's John 11. Then Jesus, again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. So you can, he's upset. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. So if we do what Jesus says to do, whatever that man says, do it, Right? Jesus said, take away the stone. And we immediately we get this. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. So Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Jesus is just very simply saying, okay, take away the stone. Jesus said to her, this is verse 40, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone. So first Jesus says, take away the stone. And, the, and then just believe what I said I would do. But first, you got to take away the stone. First, you have to do what this man said to do. Jesus said to her, I did not say to you that if you would believe that you would see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So he's talking to God. He's praying. And I know that, that you always hear me. So here's Jesus saying, hey, I know that you hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had laid to it, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud, with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he, had, and he who had died came, came out bound, hand and foot with grave. This had to be a weird sight. <laughs> with grave cloths and his face was wrapped with cloths. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. But they had to take away the stone. If we don't take away the stone, if we don't do what that man said to do, we don't see water turn into wine. If we don't take away the stone, we don't see Lazarus come back to life. 
because there has to be a belief in what God says to do for us to actually go out and do it. And that and that that's the big thing. I mean, it's like Peter and the fish. When when Peter becomes a disciple, I believe it's in Luke chapter five. He goes, "Hey Peter, are you catching anything?" He's like, "No, I ain't caught. I ain't caught nothing." He's out there, and so he because Jesus had gotten in a boat and he went out there and was teaching the people. And he looks over at Peter and says, "Hey Peter, have you caught nothing?" He's like, "Man, we caught nothing today. It's a horrible day." And he goes, "Well, cast your net out on the other side. Cast your net. Out. I, I have. And I think Peter actually complains. I've toiled all night. I believe the Bible says." And he says, cast your net out on the other side. Nevertheless, and he did. He cast his net on the other side, and he caught so much fish that the net was breaking. So here we have to stop and think for a minute and go, okay, am I willing to cast my net on the other side? Am I willing to move the stone in order to see the miracle? Am I willing to do what Jesus said for me to do? Am I willing to cast my net? Am I willing to do, am I willing to take mud in the eye to see my miracle happen? Am I willing to step outside of my comfort zone to step into a new thing so, so that I could do the thing that God wants me to do? Most of the time when God says, go do this, I'm pretty sure those servants were like, I'm not going to fill this thing with water. That had to be outside their comfort zone. Peter was like, hey, I, I don't want to cast these nets out on the other side. I've been toiling out here all night. What, what's the purpose? Well, do it and see what happens. And and when it comes to Lazarus, we don't want to move the stone. It's going to stink. As soon as that thing opens up, it's going to be grossness all over. And Jesus is like, just move the stone. That's all you got to do. You got you have to move the stone first. You have to you have to do something. There's always something to do when we're listening to what Jesus has to say. You know, when when it comes to the loaves and fishes, a, a child came up to him and said, "I got these two fish and some loaves, or whichever direction it goes." And Jesus is like, yeah, we can use that, right? And he, and he tells the disciples, go break it apart and, and start to, 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 to move it. Well, they had to start distributing the fish and the loaves in order for the miracle to happen. It was the distribution by the disciples that the miracle starts to take place because they did what Jesus said to do and they acted upon what Jesus said to do and the miracle starts to happen. When you act upon it, when you move the stone, when you listen to what he has to say, when you fill the vials with water, when you cast your net on the other side, when Jesus says do it, do it. That's the best way to be. That's the best thing to attempt to do. When Jesus says do it, do it. Right on, right on. Right on.